This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Mage throws out a second fireball on Tokus and Strapey. 32 damage. I'll mark the mage. I'll move to where I can see him. 12 damage. 12 is enough to bring down the mage. The leader is still attacking. The others look ready to give up. Could they even surrender? Make a persuasion. 25? The leader slowly starts to lower his sword. I don't suppose there's any making it out of here alive, is there? Not for you there, right? You're doing the right thing. Everybody down on your faces. Weapons down, pencils down. The test is over. You all failed. Yeah. Your fellow guardsmen kick them down to their knees and tie them up. You manage to retrieve all of your own caravan's goods without anyone on your side dying. Aslo, you're walking alongside the caravan when you start to get an uncomfortable feeling. You look around for the others and suddenly realize that you're alone. I look around. Guys? Guys, where are you? Can I make a perception check to see if I see Aslo? I want to focus on him right now. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> he's, he's having a moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm a mo- an out-of-body experience. Yeah, I'm glad that I think put, having a moment is putting it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> a senior moment, perhaps. So you, you look around. Uh, the muddy road stretches forward and back as far as you can see, empty from any signs of life. As you're searching, gray clouds begin to gather above you, and the sun seems to set in a matter of seconds as the view around you falls to darkness. Whoa. You feel utterly helpless and alone, but somehow you know that you're not truly alone. There's something else out there. Suddenly the clouds above part and a single ray of moonlight bursts forth, shining directly on you. But the light isn't comforting. You only feel all the more exposed. Something brushes the hairs on the back of your neck. Ooh, I turn around. As you turn, you suddenly hit the ground hard. Oh, ouch. Everything's dark, and you feel like you're wrapped up in something. What? You struggle to break free and feel yourself bumping into hard objects around you. Then you manage to pull the covers off of your face and find yourself lying next to your bed at the inn in Heenengoth in your nightclothes. <sighs> I look around. Are there enemies nearby? You don't see anyone. I try to get my bearings. Is it nighttime? It's nighttime. The sun hasn't yet risen. Might be getting close to sunrise. Okay, I look around the room. Are Shaba and Tokus there and Stripey? Assuming you're sharing a room, yes. Yeah. They're all asleep in their beds. Everything looks perfectly fine and normal here. Well, one of us would be up, wouldn't we? One of us would be taking watch. Do you keep guard when you're staying at an inn? Yeah, we always do now because of the slimes. Remember the ooze? Yeah, the slime. Ever since that red ooze. Yeah. Uh, that's true, the slimes. So this would be during Shaba's watch then. Shaba would have just seen him tossing and turning and then roll out of bed and slam to the floor. Yeah. Just a few seconds ago. I wake with a start. You look over at Shaba and I'm like staring out the window. And then all of a sudden my head rotates 180 degrees and I'm like, <laughs> did you like your dream? Shaba? <laughs> Shaba? Like back into a corner crying. <laughs> oh, help. <laughs> and then you wake up again and you're <laughs> it's the exact same scenario I'm like, Hazel, so what's wrong? and his head turns around and says did you enjoy your dream I've been waiting for you 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's you see Shaba, and then when my head spins around, it's just Stripey's face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I um, I say, Shaba, did, did you see anything? Was there something in here? Uh, I saw you fall out of bed randomly in your sleep. <laughs> you, need, you need to maybe put like a like a barrier of pillows along the side. To keep your, that from happening again? Oh, a guardrail like you do for a, for a toddler, for example? Yeah, you're going to wake up Stripey. You know how grumpy Stripey gets when he doesn't get his <laughs> beauty sleep. I know, but I just... Nothing, like, tried to attack me, you know, nothing uh, grabbed onto my neck or anything like that just now? No, the room was completely still and quiet except for your snoring. And then all of a sudden you went... <laughs> and then flew out of bed, like, almost like you were pushed, except it was just you... Ro- like flopping over. Wow, when did we, where are we? When did we get here? Uh yesterday. Really? I don't I don't remember that. Last thing I knew we were walking on the road and then all of a sudden I was here in my bed. You know, we came into town, remember we sold all the bandit stuff, we turned the bandits in, and then we probably drank too much at the tavern and then we came <laughs> here. And that was it. That was our night. Man, I don't remember any of that. Uh thing out of character, this is after we left the last town, right? You thought it was in your dream, but we're actually back in the town that we just left. Yes, that's correct. You haven't left yet. Oh, I thought, I assumed that it fast forwarded to the next town. That's how dreams work. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I did it that way. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. I was thinking like something made me black out and I couldn't remember the next events of the next 12 hours or whatever. You know, it's Heenengath, which is the town where we sold, where we turned in the bandits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I say, oh, well, I do remember that. I, I just, I guess I'm all discombobulated. Well, okay, I guess I'll go back to sleep then. Yeah, just go back to sleep and try not to have any more dreams this time. Oh, okay. That's good advice. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> just turn off your dream simulator drive or whatever. Shab, I don't know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> Well, just uh, wrap the sheets around you like a burrito or something so that you can't like, <laughs> flop around. All right. So you go back to bed? Yes, I do. You struggle to fall asleep again, but eventually you manage it. And no more dreams come, at least nothing that you can remember, over the next few nights. Okay. And you set out for Akmos. So maybe while we travel, I will relay the events of the dream to the other guys and see if they think it means anything. We were walking along the road, and all of a sudden, everybody disappeared, including you guys, and then everywhere I looked, there were, you know, there were things in the shadows, and it got really dark, but then all of a sudden, a moonbeam came down and fell on me, but it wasn't a good moonbeam, it was like the creepy evil kind, and then I fell, something grabbed my neck, I fell down, and then all of a sudden, I was awake. What I want to know is, why were squirrels attacking you in your dream? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I want to know, too. Really weird. Hmm. I don't know what any of that means. I think you're just a little bit nervous about facing Felmendar again. I think it's all starting to get into your head. I think maybe you should have, like, bathed in honey while we were back at Mosulain, because you've been really uptight lately. Don't you agree, Tokus? Yeah, you're really tense, buddy, and and Tokus, like, takes his massive ogre strength gauntlets and starts, like, massaging (laughs) Aslo's shoulders and just, like, clamping down on the different muscle groups. (laughs) Okay, that's good. That's all you need. Just, like, I, like, start grinding my thumbs where you're, like, around your shoulder blades. (laughs) Bones cracking. Yeah, seriously. 
Setokas, you're you're like basically evil. Do you ever have dreams like this? <laughs> so a long time ago in the show, many episodes ago. Uh, <laughs> so a, wh- a while back, I did experience something, but I've tried to black it out of my mind. Hmm. And so uh, I don't really want to talk about it. But yes, I do believe that dreams can be more than just dreams. So even if Shaba and Stripey totally disregard you, like, I'm there with you, buddy. I've been there. Wow. Well, what was that like for you? Um, it seemed like somebody was trying to break into my mind to learn something. Was there any of that going on in your dream? I don't know, other than something attacking the back of my head. Well, why would it want to touch your head? That's a good question. Probably to take something from it. You don't think the... And I lower my voice. You don't think the crown is cursed, do you? No, I don't think the crown's cursed. I mean, the, I didn't say that out loud. I mean, I, I, don't, think, I don't think that you're, you're cursed, Aslo. Okay. All right. That's good. Wouldn't we know that it's a cursed item by now? Maybe. Curses are not generally super easy to learn about. Mm. You only find out about them once you've experienced their effects. Well, that's not very comforting. <laughs> uh, can we use the, I guess, one of the tech magic doesn't identify, just detects. Yeah, even identify spells usually don't detect curses. Oh, really? Wow, mm. so, like, Game Masters could totally just feed their players cursed items that have, like, very oh, yeah. subtle and specific curses, and they would <laughs> never know until, like, that scenario came up. Where it's like, oh, it's it's a curse of rock sinking. If you enter a body of water, you sink immediately to the bottom of the ocean. It's <laughs> <laughs> like other random specific curses that you would never know. It's possible. That's that's insidious. Man, I need to come up with that. Yeah, Thane, why would you do something like that? Come on. I gave a cursed suit of armor one time, and one of our players was like, oh, I put it on without having it identified. Remember? Yeah, uh, Tommy, Tommy did. Tommy put it on, because he's like, oh, cool, a suit of what armor. What was the curse? Yeah, so he had the suit of armor on, that it was cursed, so he couldn't take it off. And then he drank something that, like, again, doing something foolish. He just, like, drank it without knowing what it was. And the effect, I rolled, like, on a random table, and the effect was uncontrollable itching all over your body and he was wearing a, an unremovable right. suit right. of our listeners armor. might not know that so cursed items you can't remove so wait 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 aslo correct can you can you take the crown off oh yeah i guess it was removed by the by the one person i tried to take it off well if i take it off won't it remove if the... you take it off for a split second does it unattune no it doesn't unattune it takes like an hour right something like that. it's a long time yeah okay so just, mm-hmm. just right. i try that i lift it off my head yeah you take it off, it comes off just fine. Oh, I put it back on. Okay. Yeah, so it's not cursed. Okay, well, maybe it's just like my soul is cursed for being such a cheapskate all the time or something. <laughs> this is like, yeah, karma or something. Well, listen, um, Aslo, listen, listen, bud. Who would want to infiltrate your dreams? Can you think of anybody? Uh, can I not think of anybody? I mean, there's... Felmendar, there's Sharakoth. <gasps> Sharakoth, Well, okay, that's two people, but still. <laughs> it could be the Soul Eater. The Soul Eater? There's a, a legend in my tribe they used to tell the kids about. The Soul Eater would come in the form of a, like a mountain lion, right? Natural predator of goats. Mm. And uh, every time you would have a nightmare, if you had a nightmare about the Soul Eater, you would just steal a small piece of your sanity. And so if you had too many nightmares, you'd just go crazy. Happened to a couple people in our tribe. They had to be kicked out, banished. Wow. So, like, the thing that the parents were trying to scare their children out of was having nightmares? <laughs> yep. That seems like good parenting. Yep. You have too many nightmares, it shows that you're weak. 
You're weak-minded. Oh, I see. Because you're supposed to win your dreams, right? <laughs> and nightmares, you always lose. But you have to win everything and be the, the fittest. So wait, you said you described to us the events of the dream. Like, what was the gist of what happened? Again, can we review? Yeah, we were traveling down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started seeing shadows and, and, like, the trees moving. You know, it looks like things were trying to get me. All of a sudden, everybody disappeared, the whole caravan, you guys included. I was alone on this road. Everything went dark. I felt a hand on the back of my neck or something like that. And then a moonbeam broke out of the out of the sky, and then I collapsed on the ground, and then I woke up. So wait, you were... These shadows behind the trees, they, they captured you, and then you were moonbeamed. Like, they beamed you up somewhere. Something like that. <laughs> 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 yes. I don't like to admit it, but I was moonbeamed, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to go see, like, the local psychic or whatever to figure out the meaning of his dream. You probably remember your feelings in the dream more strongly. You're leaving all of those parts out, and you're also starting to mix up the ordering of events, which is natural. That happens when you dream. <laughs> yep, that was yep. completely role-playing. <laughs> yes, I remember feeling hopeless and helpless. You also remember feeling very exposed when the light shone on you. Mm, that's right. Like you were just visible to the whole world. Yeah, so maybe that has to do with my fear of having my identity discovered. Well, we're here in Marengar. And your fear of performing in front of audiences. That's true. That too. Yeah, that sounds, the moonbeam does sound like our plan to... Like a spotlight. The moonbeam mm-hmm. sounds like a spotlight on stage. Mm. Like with our plan to reveal Felmendar's crime. Yep. Yeah. It sounds like kind of a weird dream version of... Are you Are you anxious about us capturing Felmendar, Aslo? What? No. No, of course not. That might be the whole dream. Oh, everything's going to go fine. Everything always goes yeah. perfectly for the AAA team. Why would this go wrong with Felmendar, the arch enemy that Aslo's been waiting to face for the better part of 150 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. Not nervous at all. It's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not going to not get on stage when we need you to do the big reveal, right? Yeah, no, no, of course not. I'll, yeah, it's totally fine. Don't worry about a thing. Yeah, he'll suddenly get over his fear all at once in that moment. Won't you, Aslo? Yeah, yep. Uh-huh. So what about the honey here? Have you <laughs> tasted it yet, Shaba? Or bathed in it yet? Uh, no, no, I'll never bathe in honey again unless I'm in Mosinali and nothing comes close. <laughs> I've, I've been to the pinnacle. I've been to the pinnacle of the honey mountain, the mountain made of pure honey, and there's, no, there, there's only a descent from here. <laughs> I'm just envisioning this pile of honey slowly <laughs> oozing down. <laughs> uh, Mount Honey, they call it. And uh, and you've ascended to the top. I've already, already been to the top. Not even worth trying to recreate the pure golden, smooth golden bliss of Mosnaleem. So it's just, it's just never going to happen wow. until we go back. Well, speaking of going back, maybe we should go forward. What's uh, what's the next town that we're going to again? I like that plan. Akmos. Akmos. Yeah, with a hard. Oh yeah. Akmos. With a with a little bit of phlegm. <laughs> That's actually their town slogan. It's with a <laughs> with a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it says so on the sign. Yep. Do they sell hot sauce at Akmos? No, they sell. Challah bread and kiros uh, <laughs> and, and, and jalapenos, <laughs> and they have chutzpah. Mm. All of the, the people in the town. The journey to Akmos takes three days. 
By this point, the snow has largely melted away, except for occasional drifts and deeper shadows here and there, but the trip passes uneventfully. And with your arrival at Achmos, you are now officially in the country of Tiv. Sweet! Tiv is a nation comprised of several smaller baronies, counties, and fiefdoms, ruled by local lords in a loose coalition under the king. Some of the ruling lords prefer to stay close to the capital rather than in the lands they rule, including Lord Walter Grunwald, the man whose wife Aslo accidentally killed. That's right. <laughs> Lord Grunwald's lands are just east of Tyver, and your planned route will take you through them briefly before you arrive at the capital. Hmm. But you're not going to be stopping at any major towns or cities before that point. How many lands does he have? Um, he rules, like, three towns... Okay. East of Tiger. Wow. And all the land in between. Okay. What I'm getting at is the part that we are passing through of his lands, are they anywhere close to his estate? Or would we, would Aslo know that? Grunwald generally stays in the capital. Okay. He has an estate in his own land, in one of his towns. But it would be easier to reach him at his city house. Yeah, he, he mostly lives in the capital and then just goes out there for a few weeks every season, maybe, right. to his other estates to take care of things. Okay. Let me remember the plan briefly, in brevity. Okay. We we want him to attend when we go to see Felmendar, right? That was the plan? The Felmendar Initiative. Uh, Lord Grunwald's note <laughs> says, Two tickets for your lordship. You will not want to miss this show. Bring your most trusted advisor and prepare to learn the truth about your wife's death. Right, so we're just going to get him with intrigue. Are we sure we don't want to like go through a friend of a friend, somebody that he would actually trust receiving the tickets from? That just popped in my mind. That's a good idea. It's a good idea. We would just have to find the friend and befriend them in order to, for them to have our trust, in order for them yes. to give the trust to him. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> or we forge a note that's from a known friend. Mm-hmm. The friend of my friend is my friend's friend, as they say. <laughs> That's true. I just wonder if that would be more, because it's like, I don't know, I feel a little weirded out by that, like an anonymous letter with, with tickets, with the whole, like, find out how your wife died. Well, the truth about your wife's death, I mean, I think that would be intriguing enough to... It is intriguing, but he'd be on edge. Well, we we tell him to make sure that he is protected, right? Bring advisor and um, members of your household guard, maybe we throw that in. Yeah. Like, come protected, but come ready to witness something. Right. The truth. Yes, the truth. Like, it's not like we're like, come alone and, you know, don't tell anybody about this. Right, so that we can assassinate you. Right. Like, we just, <laughs> we, we need you to be there. We can't tell you who we are yet, but mm -hmm. bring your guard so that you feel comfortable. It's an interesting idea. Bring your A game, and we'll bring our B game, and then we'll make an alphabet of your wife's death. <laughs> and, we'll, and then we'll see and we'll ourselves out. out. We'll see ourselves. This is an ABC conversation, so D your way out of it. <laughs> Dig your way out? No, usually you say it's an AB conversation, so see your way out of see, it. But if there's yeah. three people in the conversation, then they've got to D their way out of it, because it's the fourth letter. Never mind. We'll have to see ourselves out of the theater after the deed is done, because, like, after all the, the legal processes haven't happened yet. Mm -hmm. So, like, here, here's here's my problem. The bounty for Aslo is still in session. Mm -hmm. So, like, even with this information resolved, it's like, we haven't had the due process from the local courts to process 
unbountifying Aslo. Well, we asked Thane about that, and Lord Grunwald is the person who pressed the charges that are the reason for the bounty on Aslo's head, if I recall correctly. So convincing him is the key. To get him to drop the bounty. Right. Right. Okay. That's right. It just, it seems like we have the perfect plan, but it's going to go wrong somehow. I know us. Yeah, dramatic irony, like we'll send him a message and they'll be like, Lord Grunwald died three days ago. (laughs) No! (laughs) Well, then wouldn't that drop, wouldn't that drop the bounty as well? No, it would be, the bounty would just be, I mean, it depends on how the law works, obviously, but Hmm. you'd assume that any existing bounties would remain until they're recalled. How does the law work in... In this world. So wait, are you saying that if we just murder him, that the bounty... And his entire estate. (laughs) No, you're assuming that. But hey, maybe you've got a point there. Maybe we don't need to face Felmendar at all. As long as we kill Lord Grunwald, all of our problems will go away. Yeah, we finished the job that Aslo started (laughs) from all those years ago. Uh, Take the diabolical route. This took a dark turn. Yes. Dark Tokus is apt to. <laughs> yeah, we got to stop listening to Dark Tokus. Dark Tokus, go away. No, no, no. Tokus snaps out of it. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> guys, guys, that's... No, we, we shouldn't do the evil thing. Let's do the good guy thing. Let's clear Aslo's name <sighs> by okay. getting Felmendar imprisoned for life? For exposing yeah. Felmendar on the stage at his own performance where Lord Grunwald is present. I mean, he's a really beloved celebrity in this whole kingdom. Isn't he going to have, like, a really good legal team and enough money to kind of, like, lobby his way out of this? He's a musician. Of course he doesn't have money. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tokus, that's why you've been spending your night shift on watch studying Merengian legal textbooks, right? So that you can be our de facto lawyer. Hmm. I don't know how to speak Merengian. <laughs> Wait, you haven't been doing that this whole time? Oh. Can I read Merengian? Because no, you had one job to do. Yeah, I gave you my Merengian for Adventures uh, translation book. So that <laughs> just you can... holding it upside down. <laughs> it's going great, guys. I'm just sitting there with like books and books and books, and I'm just flipping through the pages. I can't understand like any of it. <laughs> looking at the pictures. Don't worry, guys. I'm working on this. <laughs> First, you're working on translating using the the phrase book you're trying to translate the entire textbook into common so that you can then read right it. and i haven't gotten past the first book <laughs> the first page yeah that's that's what our plan uh, hinges on right is you knowing the law maybe we really should talk to a lawyer in the city like figure out what we can do that's not a bad idea actually it's not but I say we charge headlong with our plan as it is and just hope for the best. Mm. Okay, so that's how we're going to invite him. Got it. Yep. And that probably just involves hiring a messenger in the city to go to take the message to his house directly so yep. that we don't have to be seen or involved in that. I was thinking the same thing. And then, remind me, we said for getting Felmandar to confess, it's uh, are we using magic or are we just... We're using a combination. We're using magic. We're using the suggestion spell with the backup plan of does he really love Nelia or not. That's right. Yeah. The jilted lover. Right. Suggestion from your crown of Altoria. Yep. All right. Cool. This is all happening so fast. I didn't realize we were going to get to the capital so soon. <laughs> Yeah, we've been traveling for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been attacked like half a dozen times on the way. (laughs) 
<laughs> time flies when you're getting killed. <laughs> right. By the time you get there, it will have been about three weeks. Mm. And you're expecting that Tomendar's troop could show up any time in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, remember, we do still have a wait once we get there, because we're, ge- we're getting there ahead of him. Gives us time to map out the city and escape routes and everything else. And maybe we can even find out what venue he's playing at and... Uh, get the ends there. Yeah, like build like a full trapdoor system and like dig a tunnel under the... Yep, all that stuff that you see in the movies. <laughs> should do all of it. And figure out how the, the curtains, the, like the counterweights, there's always something going on with those too. Like the catwalk, like far above the stage, mm-hmm. they've always got some system and there's like a big fist fight that goes on up there you know like while the stage production's happening and this theater's all filled with people and there's like oh, and exactly there's like a sniper in the balcony <laughs> yeah all this stuff like you know all of that we gotta set that all up yep we gotta set the whole shoots thing down up. the sandbag which, right yeah, which pulls the uh the other person goes swinging across yeah he shoots a bullet hole with it in the sandbag so the sand starts yeah yep. <laughs> and we could set up the dynamite yeah right yeah the rope always wraps around the person's foot and then yanks them up (laughs) (laughs) man that'll all happen right Thane you'll just make that happen yeah all of it yep (laughs) every theater based movie trope there's someone in the underneath a trap door of the stage Mm -hmm. yeah so that's cool we have some time to do some reconnaissance before right yeah it is time or we think that we have time to do that but actually this is a very dangerous town for us to wander about yeah right Mm -hmm. well no you're disguised Right, Brian? I am, at all times, yep. We should actually, ch- at least one of us should try to get a job as uh, stagehands mm. in the theater. I thought you said Jabba's stagehands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should try to become Jabba's stagehands, because I hear that pays really well. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Aslo's disguises and everything, this is your first time in a populated area of Teev since you've escaped from prison and made your way to Nanept. Mm. And so even with your disguise on, you still can't help but feel like everyone's eyes are on you mm. wherever you go. Oh, man. Yeah. You're just starting to get a little paranoid, especially with those dreams you've been having and everything. Oh, yeah, definitely. Going back to where it all started. Now, with disguise self, that lasts an hour, and there's no um, ritual or anything like that. So even if I wanted to, I can only cast that, you know, four times in a row. That's four hours. Well, you would choose when you would go for that coverage. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If Aslo can't, if he can't have the spell up, we shouldn't have him out and about. Or at least like going into highly populated areas. You know, traveling, walking down the road or something with our hoods up. That might be different. Yeah. We'll just just ration it, and then if you need us to stop adventuring, like you run out of charges, we'll maybe take a rest or something. Yeah. By the way. You forgot to let me know how exhausted I was, but I know how exhausted I was after that last fight. Mm. I used uh, the armband of Altoria twice, and we've only rested for one night, correct? No, it's been almost a week since then. Oh, since the fight? Yeah, you spent a few days in Hemangath, and then you also traveled all the way to the next town. Oh. Yeah. So we're good. Everything's recharged. We're all set. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. You were tired, sick in bed for a couple of days, but... Mm-hmm. Mm. And I guess it's not true. I really have 11 spell slots if I go above first, so I could just keep casting it for most of the day, or like half the day. <laughs> oh, really? You have enough? I mean, it'll use up my spell slots, but yeah. yeah. I mean, you just focus on casting it whenever you're not in whatever in-room we get. 
Yeah. Okay, so you're wearing a physical disguise, and then on top of that, whenever you walk out in the open, you're going to be casting disguise self? Yes, I think so. In addition, yeah. In addition. That way, in case they see through the magical disguise, they will. They still won't see me. They'll still see the, yeah. the mustache and glasses yep. underneath. In my mind, he's got, like, one of those kind of cheap, like, what we would expect Aslo to own for his disguise kit. And then, like, <laughs> when you cast the spell, it, like, makes it look more right. real. And it's, like, no longer plastic. It's, like, the, the fake mustache, like, is mm. your mustache. Yeah. yeah, it looks like uh, Mission Impossible right before they take the skin mask off. Oh, like, uh, there you go. Because it's the actual actor. <laughs> so it's, like, the difference between those two shots. Exactly. It's, like, it becomes part of you, your disguise. Mm. And, like, you can't see the crown, nothing. It's right. perfect. Undetectable thing. You can't possibly roll well enough. <laughs> so... I'm just curious, what are you going to be disguising yourself as? Since you can change you know, your race, you can adjust your height by quite a bit. A lizard man. Mm, you can seem one foot shorter or taller, can appear thin, fat, or in between. You can't change your body type, so you must adopt a form that has the oh, same basic arrangement of limbs, I see. Couldn't you, like, turn yourself into a dwarf, basically? Like, make I yourself could. a little taller, make yourself, like, nice and fat? I mean, you can't make yourself tall enough to be a human. Do something that you could get away with if the magic weren't around, like, just a different halfling. Yeah. Like, there's lots of halflings, just be it somebody else. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, because then if they do th- see through the disguise, I don't want them to be... Like oh, that dwarf just turned into a halfling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, he could be he could be a gnome. He, gnomes are also small. Yeah, but again, that's true. Why go too far from what you are when you're really just trying to look like someone who's not you? Here's the thing: I don't think he wants to be a halfling because isn't that what people are looking for for his description? And there's maybe not a ton of halflings in this city. We don't know. We look around. That's a good question. How many halflings are walking around here? What short races are in this? place mm. that we, we we observe i mean maybe he should disguise himself as a race we're not even thinking of achmos is populated primarily by humans with some elves halflings and dwarves scattered throughout mm. that's a fairly typical distribution for this country okay okay all right so there are halflings i mean you could be a female halfling right you can disguise self as, <laughs> as a different gender or not really as Lena. I guess I could, yeah. But yeah, the, the thing that matters is that there are other halflings walking around, so it's not like everybody looks at every single halfling and goes, are you actually Aslo? Right, exactly. Okay. So then I'll basically just make myself look different. All right, just like some other made-up halfling? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll use thispersondoesnotexist.com and, and copy that person's face. You guys know about this? No. No. Yeah. This person does not exist.com, scrapes the internet, finds photos of people, and like makes amalgamations of them so that <laughs> whatever the, the combination is, it's hypothetically no one in the world exists who actually has that combination of features. And you could just, all you do, that's the entire website, you just refresh it, and every time you do, it pulls up a new picture of a new person that doesn't exist. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Do they look funny? Most of them look really, really, like, super convincing. Like, you would never tell. It gets weird. A lot of times the background is, like, super funky. Or, like, sometimes if it's, like, a photo of a person with another person next to them, then their their face, like, sort of gets, like, melded into, <laughs> into the person's <laughs> face. So it'll be, like, a shoulder with another head, like, half a head growing out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's really scary. Yeah. It's... I don't, I don't want to look at it now because I'm going to have... <laughs> Sean will have nightmares. Yeah. Dude. That's crazy. These people, it looks like real photos of actual people. Yeah. Are you looking bizarre, at this, Jay? It? No. Yes. 
It's All scary. Right. What is it again? This person does, this not, person exist. does not exist. Com. And then every once in a while, you just get like a nightmare fuel person. <laughs> wow, I really think she could exist, like the one that popped up for me. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. These people look like actual people. Yeah, they do. Yep. But then every like dozen or so times that you refresh, you'll get some uh, yeah, some nightmare fuel for sure. <laughs> oh, that's nightmare fuel. I found some. Oh. I found. That's <laughs> gross. <laughs> That's really scary what just happened to mine. She had like a shoulder that had a mouth. Ooh. <laughs> it was just a shoulder with a mouth. Uh, I have not had any weird ones yet. Don't 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 keep refreshing, you'll find one. That was really scary. That was really gross, Brian. I I I'm very upset with you. Ugh, so creepy. I feel like there's stuff in the monster manual that's more PG than that. <laughs> I'm forever scarred, Brian. It's your fault. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Now that image is in the chat, so you can just go back and look at it anytime you want. So let's get ready to take down Felmendar. Who's with me? Yeah! yeah. I'm Asla Tendertoe, and I'm going to take down Felmendar! <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, you've still got a few weeks before your showdown, though. So we are not in Tyver. Not yet. So this is not our final destination. We're in the country of Teeth. Right. Yeah, you're in the same country now. You're okay. in Akmos in Teeth. One more stop. Mm. And you're only stopping in Akmos for just the one night, because it's a smaller town than most of the ones you've been to, so there's not a whole lot of trading to do here. Yeah. Just some quick resupplies and heading out. I'll uh, look around to see if there's any shops that have, um, like, imported honey from Mosnalim. I just want... I just... Just one jar, guys. That's all I want. Just one. <laughs> Shaba, we know what this means. You could find some. My hand's, like, shaking. One jar, the next thing you know, turns into two jars, <laughs> then it's seven. I ran out two days ago, and I just... I just want to see if... The, I mean, they've got to have it, right? They've got to... There's Somebody has to have it in the city. There's, like, a guy with a trench coat, and he's like, you want some honey? And he's, like, got, like, the <laughs> vials. Opens, and it's just, like, the different <laughs> jars of honey. Oh, yeah. Give me... Uh, uh, give me two of those, the, the most million ones, yeah. <laughs> Shava, what are you doing in that dark alley with that strange person? Oh, oh what? No, no, everything's fine. I just tuck something into my furs. Everything's good. We're good. All right, let's, let's keep going. Everything's fine, guys. No, but you could find some honey if you actually wanted some. I do. I do. I can't live without it, no. Okay. Uh, I don't know if there's a price for honey. It's fine. I'll just uh, ship them uh, like a silver piece. That sound good? Or a jar? couple silvers five silvers how much would honey cost in <laughs> the weird things we google yeah it looks like it's one gold per bottle or jar a wow gold? all right i think all honey right. would be pretty expensive mm. okay yeah all right so i'll pay one gold there you go i've paid a gold Okay, one gold and you have a jar of honey. Yeah, it's really good on trail rations, guys. You should try it. <laughs> Fancy honey, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that also means that your the bath you took last the other day was like hundreds and hundreds of gold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were literally bathing in gold. <laughs> I bought it in bulk. I went out into the fields and just scraped the honeycomb. I like went into like a group of hives and just got stung up and just like pulled out rack after rack and just scraped it into the tub. And then I just dragged the, tub, the whole tub back. Back into town. Guess you need a honey bath after getting stung that much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the problem creates the solution. <laughs> I guess we should be off. Let's do Let's it. Do it. Right. So the final leg of your trip is expected to take five days. At which point you may find yourselves right under the nose of Lord Walter Grunwald, depending on where he happens to be at the moment. It is the third night of your trip. 
and Shaba is on watch as morning approaches. The terrain around here is fairly flat, with fields of yellow grass crushed flat by recent snow. Things are all as normal at night. You notice it's moonless night right now. You hear the soft sounds of breathing, of sputtering campfires, and of a cold breeze all die away simultaneously, leaving you in silence. <gasps> what? Why am I in silence? It's quiet. Too, Too quiet. quiet. Everything just stopped? Yes. You're just standing at the edge of camp looking out, and everything's quiet. I, wh- I whistle to make sure that I can still hear. You hear the air moving out of your mouth, and you hear nothing. You feel the air moving out, and you hear nothing. So I feel myself whistling, but I can't hear anything. I immediately rush back to Aslan Tokus. Okay. As you turn and start taking steps back towards them, you see a hooded figure dressed in a black cloak bent down next to one of the sleeping bags. (laughs) No! No! What? I take out my bow. As soon as you spot him, he also had eyes on you, and he starts to move faster towards his target. So, let's roll initiative. Initiative! Initiative. Wow, I rolled a four. That's terrible. So that's a five total. I rolled pretty poorly as well. You're still asleep, too. How does that factor in? Is it, like, similar to surprise, or I'm just the sleep status? Yeah, you're unconscious until someone or something wakes you up. Aslo got a 20. Shabba's on an 11, and Stripey's on an 8. Jay, if you lightning arrow, like, just right, you can wake us all up. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if you can't hear it, then it's going to have to hit you to wake you up. Is that what is that was that the joke? That's what I'm proposing. Is like that would be a very no, just like from from your weapon kit, from your spells and everything. That's a very efficient way to wake us all up. Efficient, yes, but also detrimental. He's just one guy. We gotta pounce him before he like poofs. So a little bit more of your situation here. There's the one person approaching the sleeping figures. The campfire's pretty much burned out at this point. You don't have enough wood to keep them all burning strong all night. So it's just a little bit of embers there. Embers. You can't really see very far since it's dark at night, no moon. So visibility is pretty limited. You can see a little bit past the edge of your the sleeping figures on the opposite side. But you can't see significantly off into the distance on either side. Okay, so my watch has essentially just started or pretty recently started. Yeah, it's not too far into your watch. Okay. Who's the watch before him? Who would be easy to browse? That would be Tokus. Would be you. Uh, no, it's Tokus, then Aslo, then Shaba. No, Tokus takes was, the middle of sorry, the Sorry, I was looking at the marching order, not the watch order. So it's <laughs> Aslo, Tokus, uh, okay. then Shaba. Yeah. Yeah, so you would be able to maybe wake me up just by talking to me. Well, it's uh, there's silence right now. I can't talk to you. Oh, oh we're silenced? Yeah, we're in a silence bubble. You're going gonna to have to shoot me, Brian, or, or Jay. You're going to have to shoot me. <laughs> I can just kick you. <laughs> I go first. Your 11 does not beat my score. And that was with advantage, too, on your... Yep. Believe it or not. So the figure moves towards Aslo's sleeping bag, and you see he's wielding short sword and motions to attack quickly. Oof. Definitely hits, because you're asleep. And Aslo, make a constitution save. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. How about a six? Is that going to do it for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shava, you see him stab Aslo, and Aslo lurches momentarily and then falls back down. Does not wake up, but you can see. And then the figure reaches towards his head and pulls the crown off of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. 
No. That was enough damage to bring you down to zero, but you're stable because of your necklace. Whoa, really? Holy smokes. Goodness. Attacking a sleeping target is an automatic critical hit if you hit. And And there were other things, I take it? Well, yeah, you also failed your saves and there's a lot of things. Mm. So, yes. You took a lot of damage. Okay. (laughs) Now it's Shava's turn. Okay. uh, First thing I'm doing is rubbing the lucky rabbit's foot. Okay. The second thing I'm doing is calling upon the lightning of the Ram Lord. And the third <laughs> thing I'm doing is uh, unleashing said lightning. Can you get me in that line of lightning? I mean, you're telling him to do that, but I don't think he would want to zap you with his lightning. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's up to him. But Yeah, I don't think just by default I would do that. Right. Um, how far away am I? I mean, wasn't I on watch? Wasn't I, like, near them? Yeah, you're on watch, so you're fairly close, but you're just at the edge of where everyone's sleeping. Wait, you don't need the lucky rabbit's foot, do you, Chaba? To get advantage on this roll. Yeah, don't you get advantage without the rabbit foot? For the if they f- haven't acted. Oh, it's they have... He's already mm. acted. I rolled a low initiative, so I need it. Gotcha. He's only about 20 feet away from you. Okay. Tokus is? No, the target is about 20 feet away. How far is Tokus from me? Tokus is 10 feet from you. He's a little bit off to the side in between you and the target. All right. So I can tell as the lightning begins to crackle around me that I can't hear it and so that I know that I'm still silenced. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me take this shot. Uh, that is a Natty Twonzo. Whoa! Wow. On a lightning shot? On a lightning shot. I got rolled a three and a 20. That's what happens when you invoke the lightning of the Ram Lord. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, does this like double the lighting damage or how does it work? It doubles all the dice, all the dice. All right. That include the dice of damage that you take from the No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great critical. Uh, low roll the first time. Uh, high roll the second time. That will be 38 damage and then I'm going to take 4. Wow. Doesn't he get a chance to roll though? To minimize some of the lightning damage? No. Direct hits don't get any. Yeah, he's the the recipient of a direct hit. Oh, he's the direct. 38's a healthy, healthy shot. Not two shabs. And then I will walk over 10 feet and uh, put my boot on Tokus's shoulder and just shake him. Okay. Since you already spent your action, I'm going to say that waking him isn't automatic, but you... I'll give him a check. I'll just walk up. over and stand on top of him. <laughs> I'll, I mean, I've, I'm only moving 10 feet. I've got 20 feet of extra movement. I will move my foot for 20 feet worth of steps on Tokus. So you just like, you walk in place. <laughs> walk back and forth across him. I, d- I shouldn't need to spend an extra action to do that. I guess. I think it's supposed to be an action to wake someone, but yeah, I guess. Well, I'm not waking him up. I'm walking on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll work. So the cloaked figure is horribly electrified and stumbles back, but maintains his grip on the crown. And then it's Stripey's turn. Stripey's going to run in there and see if he can get a piece. Man, the same die rolled a three twice in a row. Stripey misses. Oof. Okay. Then some large black winged beast dives out of the sky in front of you and tries to attack Shaba. Oh no! You can't hear this creature coming. <laughs> it basically just takes you completely by surprise. And I get a critical hit, at least on one attack. Did that guy have to roll constitution to maintain his silence? We don't know if that guy is... The- I might be assuming that he's the spellcaster. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You'll tell us if the silence dissipates, right? Yeah, please do. I think we would know. Yeah, I will. 
our party is a little bit nerfed, certainly without magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't do a lot of my cool things. Hmm. Shaba is taking a lot of damage from that critical. Uh, I'm going to almost certainly stones it. Yeah, just go ahead and do that. It's a pretty good roll. Uh, yeah, you take 46 points of damage. My goodness. All right, well, it's a TPK, folks. <laughs> oh, you're down? No, not yet, but... Second hit for five. So the first one was a bite, and you can feel it more than just a bite. It's got some sort of draining power to it. Mm, yeah. And then the second one is a passing claw as the winged beast flies past you. Oof. Okay, so my for my stones, I avoid 10, so... Uh, 36 plus 5, so I take 41 total. How are you doing? Not well. I'm at 15. You're at 15? Okay. And Tokus, it's your turn. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm awake? You're awake. You're still a little unclear on what's happening, but you see Shaba standing over you, one foot on top of you, and then as you're watching, this giant black, looks like a dragon thing, as far as you can see in the moment, swoops down and almost knocks him over with the force of its bite and claw wow. before flying off past your fed. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Um, this fight's going to be really difficult without you, Jay. Here's one way I could use my turn. I could, as a bonus... Oh, never mind. It's an action to grant resilience. Ugh. I could use my mm. action to give you resilience. Mm. For one minute, it's bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from, from non-magical weapons, which might not even help us in this case. Well, I don't know that this beast's claws are magical, necessarily. Resistance, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's called resilience, but yeah, it's resistance. Yeah. Resistance has damage. Okay. Because I know you have another one that's like invulnerability. Mm-hmm. That's only for myself. I think at this point, that might keep me up for maybe another round or two. Okay. Well, if I stand next to you, I can also use my reaction to impose some. That's true. I think you're you're better off just getting up and joining the fight. Yeah, but if, if I lose you, like, I could move away from you to engage, but I don't think I should. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm spending my action to give you resistance, resilience, I should stay by you this turn and then go after them next turn. I think, honestly, you should alpha this turn. I think you should get up. You can flank with Stripey against the guy and just unleash. I could action surge. Yeah, that's true. I won't have my hex, my hex bonus. Right. Um, actually, of note, so I'm sleeping, right? You were. I mean, you're you're laying down. No, no, no. If I was sleeping... Oh, that's right. You don't have your armor on. I don't have armor. I don't or have my... shields. Right. So this is when the Warhammer finally comes up. I'm going to two-hand <laughs> that bad boy ah. for the versatile. <laughs> I can do that, right? That's just my item interaction nice. to... It's free. To pick it up. Yep. Oh, to, to actually equip it. Um, You're sleeping next to your weapons, I'm sure. It's right there. Yeah. Or I could just... Couldn't I just use weapon bond to just, like, get moving and just, like... That's a bonus action. It's free to just pick it up. All right. So, mm. grabbing my Warham with both hands. Here we go. I'm going <laughs> to go after this guy, position myself to flank with stripes, begrudgingly. The old Warham. Here we go. <laughs> that, my friends, might miss. Uh, I rolled a seven plus strength. With advantage, also. I'm going to roll with advantage. <laughs> uh, I rolled one higher than that. Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's a 15 to hit. 15 hits. Whoo, okay. Yeah, this guy looks like a... Yeah, he's got a cloak on, so... All right. And I mush him for... Not bad, not bad. That would be 11 bludgeoning. That's solid. It is. So he's getting electrocuted and hammered to death. I'm just going to keep him coming because I got a lot of keep attacks. Keep it rolling. I yep, got a lot of attacks. Rolling. Oh, that's definitely going to hit. And damage coming. Right. That is not so great. Another eight damage. All right, do I action surge and just keep 
popping off. You got to, especially because your defenses are low. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I'm I'm like not armored at all right now. Am I like what's my armor class without my stuff? Eleven. <laughs> this is a very squishy tokus. Can you sleep in light armor without taking negatives? I feel like maybe it was a Pathfinder game, but like our heavily armored people would bring like a suit of leather armor to sleep in. If I remember correctly, fifth edition has no rules whatsoever regarding sleeping in armor. Oh. And we ruled that you just can't in heavy armor. Mm-hmm. And probably not in medium either. Light, I think I allowed it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's no rule on it. Well, future reference, if you don't have uh, studded leather to sleep in, maybe you uh, maybe that's your new nightgown. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I mean, and that 11 is with the bonus from the bracer, right? The armband? Oh, yeah, the bracer. So that brings it to 12. Sorry. 12 armor. 12, all right. Now you're armored like a mage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, yep, I'm action surging. Here we go. Let's gonna, I'm going to keep going. Uh, that should hit. Don't forget, you've got advantage because you have potential to crit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. still roll it even if you hit. What does the bracer give you? Is it a plus one or plus two? It's plus one AC. You had it as a plus two? I'm, I'm th- no, I have, happy I have 13 to... written as your armorless AC, but I don't know why I have that. I think it seems wrong. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Bracer of Altoria, plus one bonus to AC and saving throws. Yeah, so plus one from the Bracer and plus one from Dex. You don't get your defensive bonus if you have one from wearing armor. Way in the beginning of the show, Thane, I had a particular stance that granted me plus one defense, one armor class. Yeah, I think it's left over, but that was only when you're wearing armor anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to roll that damage, and that's pretty pitiful. I rolled six damage. That's I rolled a two on the d10. Here we go. One more attack. Let's try again. Okay, well, no crits, but it hits, and damage. Ooh, almost maxed that time, so that's going to be 13 bludgeoning to finish it off, the combo. So four, just mashing him with my hammer. (laughs) Maxwell's silver hammer. (laughs) And that's with, like, none of Tokus's extra sauce. That's no cantrips, that's no hex, Mm -hmm. it's just straight. That is exactly the same amount of damage that Shava just did. So, <laughs> really? <laughs> With the lightning. 38 and 38. 38 and 38. A total of 76 points of damage. He is still alive, but uh, he is wow. really heavily wounded. Oof. <laughs> wow. Well, he can't move away. Like, me and Stripey will tear him to pieces. Mm. Oh, I guess he could disengage. He could disengage, yep. But he'd only get one movement away. Right. Yeah, so this would be Aslo's turn, but you're unconscious. I would roll a death save, but I don't even get to do that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's the only downside of this thing. Yeah, so bad. There's no excitement. It's like all the combats that Aslo gets knocked out, you don't even get to roll death saves. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so left out. So the cloaked man, or at least cloaked figure... He's still kind of staggering around. He's got the crown in one hand, sword in the other, and he drops his sword and reaches inside of his cloak, and you see him pull out a small vial, which he immediately downs. Mm. Uh And he vanishes from sight. Oh, that jerk. Oh, man. And that ends my turn. So, Shaba. Did it look like the potion made him vanish from sight, or he drank the potion and then vanished from sight as a separate thing? You would expect that it was the same thing. Okay. So the potion made him disappear. Hmm. And we're still silenced. We can't hear any sound. Right. Tokus, 
I mouth the words, Tokus, your bag of sugar. <laughs> Spread it out and see, so we can see his shape. Mm, sugar bomb. The old gnomish sugar bomb. I don't think there's any way I can detect invisibility. Wand of detect magic. Well, detect magic doesn't detect invisible creatures. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't? Oh. No, I don't think so. There's no. a separate spell for detect invisibility. Oh, man. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. So he, he dropped his sword, he pulled out the vial, and he drank the potion. Mm-hmm. And disappeared. Yep. Can I see in the ground the grass or anything around being depressed by footsteps? Like the snow, even? Yes, the snow. There's not really snow left. Mm. The road is still a little bit muddy, but it's mostly dry at this point. And then off the road is somewhat tall yellow grass that has been flattened down because of the recent snow and ice. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you make a perception check, you are a ranger, so you could probably at least stand a good chance of tracking him. But I can't see where the ground is being depressed by footsteps? You're 20 feet away in the dark, so it's going to be hard. I'm 10 feet away. Well, yes, you moved up a little bit, but also off to the side, so 10 to 15 feet away. Him being invisible, does that mean he just gets to free walk away from Stripey and I? There's no, not even like a disadvantage, there's no opportunity attacks for invisible. You can't see where he is, no attacking? My perception is a 20, non-netty. You search around for a few seconds, and you spot one bit of the grass off the road just a little ways, gets flattened suddenly. All right, I reach into the satchel, pull out the wand of web, and zap that spot. <laughs> All right. Nice. So you unleash a web into the grass? Yes. Oh, wait, that works, doesn't it? Because it's not Shaba casting the spell, it's the wand casting it's the, the wand. Nice. Mm. So it gets around silence. Ah, uh, yeah. That's huge. Hopefully. Dude, Wanda Web is like our best item ever. <laughs> it's been relevant in the recent It's like better. It's, I mean, okay. It solves all of our problems. It, yeah, as a party. It's maybe not better than our artifacts, but it's pretty close. <laughs> Pesky enemy? Web. Yeah. Did you get a boo boo? Web. Yep. web. Just web it. Yeah, you just web it, and yep. then the bleeding stops. It's like better than a tourniquet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> web it good. But here's the thing. It might even be better than your lightning bow, and I and I, I really don't know if I want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you may have a point. It's like, it's close. It's up there. It's up there. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. All right. Uh, I guess I will move however far that spot was for me i'll move to the edge of the web okay did you center the web on that yeah i centered the web on the spot when i where i saw the gra- the ground being depressed okay it's a 20 foot cube so you can get up almost to the edge of the web okay and i'm done okay stripey uh he'll come up alongside me what happened to the beast it's flying around up there i'm sure we'll find out soon when it swoops down to attack one of us Speaking of, it's my turn, so Beast, it's going to make another attack at Shaba. Yes, it dives down at you again. This time you kind of expect it, so it's not completely catching you by surprise. It still seems to come out of nowhere, because it blends almost perfectly into the darkness. It does still manage to bite you. Once again, you can feel your life force being sapped by its bite. You take... 23 points of damage. Ugh, I fall into the grass. Mm. Unconscious. Oh, no. Have we ever had this before? Have we ever had two of our primary party members go down? We have not. Are you sure about that? Never? Yep. Oof. Never. <laughs> We've had one person go down. I mean, Stripey doesn't really count. Yeah, not. he's not a primary. 
as far as uh, fighting is concerned. Tokus, it's your turn. You, from where you are, you saw the beast swoop down and attack Shaba. You also can look down at the ground next to you and see Aslo covered in blood, and you can see clearly that he's not wearing the crown because mm. his hood was uncovered. And and again, I'm I'm still in the effects of silence. Mm-hmm. Yes. 